What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Ten Ridge Podcast. Back at it. It's been a few weeks, but I'm back. Seth's not in today, but we got Kenny. What up? Here with the. So, uh, just going to jump right into it. Um, what's been going on, Kenny? Chilling. Working. Getting the holiday stuff squared away. Just, uh, Trying to get all the gifts going, trying to get all the holiday menus squared away, all that oh, yeah. good stuff. Just a lot of a lot of planning. Got uh, work stuff and family stuff because you know we got a lot of we got a couple different places that we go during the holidays. Yeah. Plus, you know Terry and Jess here doing their Christmas thing that I can't forget about. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just. All, all kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm excited about that. Since we didn't get to do one last year, yeah, to have kind of, kind of a friendsmas. I needed, I need to get. Man, my life has been so crazy and just busy with work, family. I need to get on the Christmas stuff, man. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't done like any shopping yet. That's, that's not good. I know. Hope you don't so need hoping, to order anything. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm hoping I don't have to run into any chain supply issues, but... I, doubt. Just, I mean, the thing is, if you're if you're ordering something that's in stock, you'll probably be fine until maybe about... Let's see, what's the ninth? Let's say you probably yeah. got, got about a good five days before you need to start worrying about anything yeah. that you order online. If it's in, like well, I said, if it's, if it's in stock. I'm going to try to get after this weekend. Because like uh, Amazon's still shipping stuff out pretty quick, as as usual. But yeah, be careful. Yeah, we started we started very early though. We started around November. And I always tell myself that I'm going to do that, but it just man, just life life gets in the way, I guess. Yeah. I I was just kind of paranoid <clears throat> in the way just because the given the field that I'm in, what I was seeing. Oh yeah, I didn't want to take any risks just in case. But just like everything, you know, they kind of make they always make you worry about stuff, and it's almost like I feel like they're just trying to get people to buy stuff. But like with Thanksgiving, they were like, "Oh, make sure you get you know get your shopping done." Blah blah blah. blah. I, I went to the store multiple times to get ahead of it to order certain things. Is it not to order to, to like pick up certain things? Yeah. Never was anything sold out. All the stuff I was worried about, like people buying up like cranberry sauce or like <laughs> French fried onions yeah. and like, you know, just the just chicken or turkey stock and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, kind of specialized stuff like it was always there. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe it's just maybe it's different in other cities and stuff. But like, you know how like on TV, they'll just they'll show you like all these empty shelves and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah. Like where is that? Is it like some Dollar General in like some podunk town or something? Like I'm not seeing anybody sold out around here, so maybe we're just lucky. Who knows? Oh yeah. But yeah, so I've been doing, man. I, I still got to like figure out exactly what I'm doing for Christmas Eve, food wise. It's a big deal, man. It's like if Thanksgiving is my Super Bowl. Of food, then 
Christmas Day is probably my national championship. Or Christmas Eve, I mean. Oh, yeah. Just food-wise. Like, I don't know, because there's just certain things that only you only get to have, like, once a year. Like, it's not, and it's not that you don't have, you have to have them once a year. It's just, I don't know. I just save them for that time. Like, I don't eat ham a lot. So we, we always do ham and uh, always make all gratin potatoes. Just, cause I'm just, this is what we're used to having on Christmas. Yeah. It's kind of it's what my grandma used to always make, so I just kind of been searching for recipes. I gotcha. Yeah. Sounds like you're in a ceiling fan right now. Oh. I don't know if something changed or not, but... <laughs> kind of fuzzy. There you go. <laughs> All right. But, um... But yes, I'm looking forward to it. My mom will make some certain desserts and stuff for for Christmas Eve, and I'll end up making stuff. And I don't know, man. Like I got a lot of time off too. Like I keep forgetting. Like stuff's so busy. Like I actually have the entire week after Christmas off, plus like two days the following week. Yeah, I might, I might even just mess around and take the Thursday. I might even take Thursday before. Christmas off just because I have an extra day because they're actually doing this thing this year starting this year they used to not do this and I guess I, we never kind of realized that we were getting played but they're saying like if basically a holiday falls on a day like basically so Thanksgiving or Christmas are paid holidays all the rest of the holidays for us are floating holidays that we use at a later date like they just give us the time mm-hmm. to take at a later date because we're open but Thanksgiving and Christmas were closed, so now they're saying if we're if like Christmas falls on a day that we would normally work, or no, on a day that we normally would be off, mm-hmm. then they give us another day to use, and they've never done that before until this year. So just like that, I got an extra day to use before the end of the year. So, man, that's cool. I know, I know as busy as my schedule's been, I finally got through like a lot of our events and stuff that we done at work. And I'm like, all right, so now I'm going to take some for real days off, especially around Christmas. And I, it's just been crazy because, you know, basically doing double the work that I'm, that I'm used to, yeah. uh, since they haven't replaced, uh, the person that left. That was over two of the stations. So. I was lucky to get through um, everything the, the past month or so. There were so many events, <clears throat> so I'm hoping that I can take some time off and relax before the new year gets started. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. I'm I'm looking forward to that too. It's just I know like these next couple of weeks because like so many people are taking vacation like the week before Christmas, the week after, and all that stuff like. Mm-hmm. They're gonna start. They're trying to. They're like basically trying to cram all of our like end of the year like stuff that we always have to do. Like they're trying to cram it in like before everybody starts going on vacation. Mm-hmm. So even though we're we don't feel that busy anymore, it's gonna be busy for other reasons now. Like yeah, it never it never ends. <laughs> you get like. A few days to take a breath or something else happens, it feels like. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Well, I'm excited to um, try to get there and get some days off and get caught up with everything. And it feels like um, 
I don't know, it feels like Thanksgiving was just the other day, but I know it's been a couple of weeks already, but I ain't got to, uh, I guess here on the pod, say thanks for cooking this Thanksgiving. You cooked a lot of stuff for our fam, my family and, and yours and stuff. So I want to say that on the pods. Appreciate you doing that. I know it was a lot of work. <laughs> oh, no problem, man. I appreciate being able to spend the time with all y'all. Yeah, and, a minute. And and I need yeah, I just need to I need to manage my time better. <laughs> or make less. I don't know, man. I always I do it to myself every time. So I was telling Seth last week, it's like I had the perfect scenario this year. We only went one place. Yeah. And I still and I still box myself into a corner like somehow. <laughs> so I don't know. Like Um My I don't know if my dad said anything to you, but he mentioned that was probably one of the best uh, stuffing he's ever had. Damn, that's <laughs> that's, that's stuffing with a gravy is fire, man. I'm, I'm telling you, dude, that stuffing with a gravy and that green bean casserole was like my two favorite things. <clears throat> I'm, not, I'm not a green bean kind of guy, so. Well, that's one like I was, that's what I've been telling people. Like I, I, this year, I tried a lot of different stuff. Same different, same dishes but different recipes. Cause I just saw some that sounded more interesting than what I normally made. So yeah, I agree. I agree that the green beans were like very different in a good way. Yeah, yeah. So I think that one's gonna be a keeper. The stuffing. I don't make a lot of cornbread stuffing, but I, I, I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad that you thought that because I mean, I thought it was really good too. So I think that one's probably going to be a keeper for when I make cornbread stuffing. Oh, yeah. It's a little bit more involved because I had to make my own cornbread and all that stuff. But it was, I mean, it was super easy. So just a couple of ingredients and all that. But Yeah. But, yeah, I just, man, I kind of, one thing I was really kind of disappointed. I mean, I thought the pie crust came out all right for, for it being my first time, even though it looked like shit. But <laughs> I should have not made, I should not have made a new Pecan pie recipe. I should have stuck with the one that I made last time. I'll say this. The pecan let pie, it. so we took some home and let it be in the refrigerator for a couple of days. And after the couple of days, man, it was fire. I just thought something about it, like the flavor of it wasn't as good to me and it didn't have as much filling as the other recipe that I had, which I feel like it needed more. But and if it did, I, I, man, it, I could – one piece of the pecan pie that was so – I don't know. It was like I could eat that and be like super full. So yeah. whatever. <clears throat> uh, even Ashton could tell the difference. He was looking forward to it. So uh, maybe I don't know. I, I know he really wants some. I can't just make pecan pie like at some random time because <laughs> I can't just have it laying around. So hell, I don't know. Maybe for his birthday, I'll make him a pecan pie or something. Yeah. Just so he can make the old one. So he can maybe get that, get that uh, that taste he was looking for. We'll see. <laughs> I'm glad though. I'm glad that like he has that. He has that like he's starting to get that sophisticated taste. Like he knows like <laughs> this isn't like the the pecan pie I remember from before. Yeah. Like so it's good and bad. I'm like all right, cool. He's gonna be he's your. Your your best and worst critic. <laughs> oh yeah, which is fine. I like the honesty. 
I didn't like it as like I said, I didn't like it as much either. So Yeah. Another thing play, is cool I'm gonna play too. around with my I'm gonna play around with my crust and all that stuff. But it was a, it was an experience. I had, I had a good time. Yeah. Another thing that was cool too that uh, I haven't got a chance to, to chime in on. I know y'all talked about this last week was uh meeting up over at Pitchfork, seeing everybody as good as Seth, you know, be able to see Seth now since he's going back and forth from, from Charlotte, so uh Cool time to just kind of hang out and uh, looking forward to doing that again if if he's in uh, for the holidays to catch up and chill. Yeah, that was nice. That was, that was kind of unexpected. <laughs> we didn't really think we'd be able to see them that soon because I think, I mean, most of us were probably thinking the next time we were going to see them was going to be around New Year's. Yeah. Because they were expecting not to come for Christmas or Thanksgiving and come like that week after or whatever. So. Yeah. And by so, the way, yeah. New Year's, it doesn't feel like it's been a whole year <laughs> to me since we were in Asheville. I don't feel, I feel like, like Asheville was not that long ago. Yeah. Well, it's like, I don't even know how to explain it, but like this year is so similar in a way to last year. Just with all the stuff going on, it's like. It's hard to believe, you know, it's like it felt like it took forever, but then it's also kind of hard to believe that it's already over. Yeah. That even makes sense, but. Yeah. I feel like it, I feel like this year they kind of fly by, but maybe it was because, you know, still had to deal with COVID, but you could do stuff again a little bit more. And maybe after almost a year of not being able to do a whole lot of stuff that, when that kicked back in, you could go places and do things. It just yeah. flew by. Especially, know. like, once it hit, like, midsummer. Yeah. And, like, the last six months has just been crazy, especially for me. Well, I mean, it's just, this should have been just like a seesaw. It's like, oh, well, everything's <clears throat> getting better. Oh, 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 no, new variant. Oh, yeah. Not so fast. Like, so... In a, like obviously in a way, obviously everybody's probably looking forward to next year, but at the same time, I'm like, nope, very, now there's a new variant. <laughs> very cautiously optimistic. It's good to see a lot yeah. of things have. I mean, you know, large events have come back. Like people are cruising. Terry, Terry, and Jesse got to go on their cruise, which I really want to talk yeah. to them about. Yeah. Um, so, like, your big events, a lot of the stuff that had been canceled for so long is, you know, finally good, with restrictions, of course, you know. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, cities and all these different cities are doing all kind of different crazy things with mandates for this and that, and just, who knows, some cities, like, I'm glad, like, the thing with New York City, like, right now, I, now this might get changed, but they're trying to impose a mandate where, like, even like kids now have to be vaccinated to go indoors and do stuff. Yeah, Which, that, that may not that may not actually happen, but like I'm just kind of. It seems like we're all we always we've been lucky because we've always seemed to get ahead of stuff. Like we go somewhere and as soon as we leave, it's like things change for the worse as far as that stuff goes. Oh yeah. So it's like we always get in that, that, that small window of time where, like, everything's okay. And then it yeah. goes to shit shortly afterwards. <laughs> so, 
don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. Who knows? Who knows what's going on this year? I mean, hopefully things get better and all, all the restrictions and stuff start to go backwards. Yeah. This thing is, I mean, we got New Orleans coming up next year, which is God, it's going to come so fast because it's like March. Yeah. We don't typically go anywhere like that soon, usually. It's usually like May or June before we go somewhere at the beginning of the year, so. Man, I've I, uh, been talking to, we we have a new morning show on one of our country stations. It's not really new. I mean, it was, they've been doing their thing for a while, so they, they're just now kind of jumping on one of our stations. And uh, they're all from Louisiana for the most part, uh, at least the two hosts and their producer is. And uh, we've been talking about a lot of uh, a lot of stuff in New Orleans, and I've been kind of like, like yeah, like you know, one of my best friends is from there, and they started talking about places, and it's kind of cool to know uh, a lot of the places because they're locals too, and I know yeah. you are, but um, it really makes me want to go back. <laughs> Same man, it's just the food. That, uh, that's the thing. I mean, I mean, that's I'll, what obviously ninety like, percent of the conversations were were food places. It's funny, like, food is always a draw for me everywhere, but, like, I feel like New Orleans is one place that you could, like, legitimately go just for the scenery and the food and be okay. Like, just, like, hanging out somewhere, because it's a very unique place. Yeah. And you really don't have to do much, like, eat, drink, and just, like, walk around or sit somewhere and just watch. Because, you know, it's... One of those places too. There's always some weird shit going on. But that's the mystique about it, though. Oh, it is. I mean, you just expect abnormal stuff to happen <laughs> at some yeah. point. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. That's just that's the beauty of it. It's you just don't know what to expect. It's a little like New York in a sense. Like people can be very strange. It has its own charms. You know, some smells sometimes. You know? <laughs> yeah. Take the good with the bad. Yeah, Bourbon Street and New York subways are got a lot of similarities. They do. <laughs> Scary, man. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just man hoping that hoping that all works out. But I think it will. Well, I mean, because yeah. the thing is too, like Mardi Gras is going to be the big test. Like, we're, oh, I, think yeah. we're, I think we're basically going like the week or two after Mardi Gras. <clears throat> so, yeah. I mean, obviously, if Mardi Gras is able to happen, then. You know, I mean, hey, they just did the place. New York City Christmas parade. I mean, you would think it'd be okay to have a Mardi Gras parade. Yeah, but you know, every 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 city is different with how they handle stuff. So that's true. But, I just you're, right. Like, but uh, you're right. But you're right. I mean, I feel like I feel like it hasn't been like completely like the same, but. New Orleans has done a lot of stuff that New York was doing. Because, like, when New York first started doing, like, the uh, vaccine mandates to eat indoors, like, New Orleans might have had the might have had that mandate before they did. Yeah. Or at least around the same time. So, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. we'll see. I hope so for the people who are going. <clears throat> yeah. Because that's, that's a very big – I mean, economically, it's huge for the city, but it's like – Oh, yeah. Especially because you know they got dealt with the another hurricane and a flood situation too, on top of COVID and whatnot. Yeah, man, it's like just can't can't win. It's like what happened here. Get hit with the tornado and COVID, yeah. can't even recover. And yeah, 
But you know, yeah, with, 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 somebody, with time, everybody, you know, places bounce back. Yeah, I was talking with somebody, I guess, the other day about Beyond the Edge. You know, I was just talking about, you know, and I think they're just now trying to open. Again. They are. Yeah, I saw something on is it Facebook or so or Instagram or something where they were having their uh, reopening event. Or something going on. I, yeah, I would mind trying somebody. to get back over there at some point if they are open full time. I'm pretty and, sure. Uh, if they're not, they will be soon. But I'm pretty sure I, I, I saw something about it. That was one place though that I can honestly say that I was, you know, you know, we were like some of our friends and us were some of the first people to kind of really hang out at that place before it got too popular and too cool and then you had to start paying for parking and then you know just all kinds of just stuff that made you as a local not want to go yeah i mean we obviously like a lot of, a lot of y'all were going a little bit before we were but like we definitely at the time that like everybody started going we were definitely ahead of the curve like it was cool but it was like low-key cool it was low key cool. Only like locals really hung out there, like people from East Nashville. Yeah, that's the thing. And and it, it did feel very, it felt very homey. Like the local brewery scene kind of blew up there, and this is like the first, you know, like Yazoo really like kicked off. It, it, as far as in the bar scene there, and I mean, yeah, it was I mean, like this was like early two thousands. Like uh, I feel like the uh, first time I went there was probably like two thousand three or four. And I know that place has been open a little bit longer than that, than that, but, you know, that's when it really started being like a super cool local hangout. Yeah. You got your, you got your monster voice going again. Oh, I didn't even do that. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's like, it, was, it, was, it was interesting at first because it was just like you had your, like, early stage hipsters. You had your hood dudes and, like, there wasn't a lot of like, there definitely wasn't a lot of like the, the tourist set or out of place people. Like it, it definitely, it definitely kind of just fit. Like the mix of people fit. Yeah, it's like if you didn't know know much about it, you're not there. Yeah, it's definitely different now. Because I remember at the time, like people were like, "Oh, what y'all do? You know, what y'all do last weekend?" Or, oh, we're hanging out at this place. You know, this 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 bar. Like, where's that at? And like, oh, over there in East Nashville. And like East Nashville. <laughs> yeah, hanging out there. I was like, and I even just say like, yeah, I know. I was like, well, my friends are hanging out there. There, so it was cool. So we started hanging out out there. Yeah, and this is like, you know, former hood East Nashville. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at it now. Like, oh, oh, yeah, gentr- now it's, all, it's, all gentrified and shit. I mean, <laughs> you can't you can't get a house anywhere close to be on the edge for under five hundred k. Yeah, probably not even under seven hundred k now. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It used to be Section 8 housing. <laughs> it used to be, man, you got to watch out, you know, going to the gas station over there. Yep, almost. Which is a little bit part of the mystique a little bit. Yeah. Because <laughs> being, you know, kind of from that area, around that area, like you kind of knew what was up. You you prepared yourself <laughs> in certain ways to protect yourself. Oh, yeah. Definitely protect yourself. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, uh, I'm glad they're finally getting back open, and hopefully uh, I'll go check it out. And hopefully it's not, like, 
completely new and different. I don't I don't know if they I mean maybe they renovated something. I don't know what they did. I just think for the most part they made I mean they I'm sure they probably did some stuff, but like yeah. Oh, I, I think for the most part maybe they were just closed just for just for just because of COVID and shit and they just didn't want yeah. to deal with it. But speaking yeah. of that, so they, speaking of that side, I mean, obviously it's not really near it, but that Eastside Bowl place is finally open, I believe. Where was it? Eastside Bowl over there. Oh, like, in, at the old Kmart. Yeah. Oh yeah, I want to go check that place out too. I haven't even seen it, like from the outside, because we don't pass that area that much. When, but uh, when I last drove by there, it really didn't seem. I mean, they have like. Where the entryway is is pretty, like you can tell that something's there now, but it looks like it's unfinished. And there's also, you know, that like tire and rim shop that's on that same lot that's close to the closer to Gallatin Road. Looks like something's going in there too because they've been renovating it, yeah. and looks like it's going to be some kind of restaurant or bar there because they're the way they're fixing it up. It just kind of looks that way. Yeah, I guess I never really realized how in depth they were gonna go with this place, but it definitely like after reading about it and seeing it, it, it reminds me a lot of even though I know we we have one here now, but it definitely reminds me of the same concept as Brooklyn Bowl. Yeah, as far as like concert venue slash bowling slash like food, and a really cool thing that I learned and there's another thing I didn't know, but like the people, I don't know how involved they are with the actual ownership of the place. But at least one of the places you can eat, or maybe the place you can eat there, it's called the Wash, mm-hmm. and it's the people from the Family Wash that yeah. are cooking the food there, and they have like some of the old school stuff, like the uh, Shepherd's Pie and stuff like that that everybody used to love and everything. Oh, yeah. So, so I thought that was cool. I'm like, that's nostalgic. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm looking like forward to going. There's a few people that business people that came together for that. I think we've talked about that before, but. Uh, them being one of them. Yeah. So I, I, I just think it's cool. I don't know when we're going to get out there, or even what their hours or anything like that are, but. That's a place I might let, let, like, the kinks get worked out before checking it out myself. Well, the thing is, I think it's only been a couple weeks, if I yeah. remember, so. Um, so, yeah, I guess uh, I was trying to find a good way to transition into uh, – Talking about Hawkeye, but here here we are. <laughs> yeah, here we are talking about Hawkeye. So I don't think I've been hunting here to talk about it at all. And I know you've seen you said the first three episodes. Episode yep. four came out last night. Uh, but um, what do you think about it so far? I think it's interesting. Um, I didn't quite know where they were gonna where they were going with it. It's not what I expected. Expected, at least at first, but I do like that. I really always, obviously, you know, when we talked about it, we always wanted to see, like, what happened during, like, when, you know, when Hawkeye was Ronin. Yeah. We all, I kind of hoped that it was going to be him as Ronin doing Ronin type shit, you know. <laughs> but now yeah. we're coming to find out, it, but it is coming back to haunt him, though. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of it does have to do with suit and what the suit symbolizes so obviously we're probably going to learn more about 
hopefully we're going to learn more about like things that were going on while he was in that phase, which, I mean, we all kind of have an idea. Yeah. And kind of what they've talked about and kind of because of the comic books and stuff like that. But, um, I just, I think it's cool. I think it's cool that they're touching on it so much. Yeah. He's like trying to bury his past because, you know, from what I guess most people have seen of this is, uh, from, from Endgame, right? That they well, they only got a really game really from got uh, a, uh, from the, uh, the one before that. Yeah, the one before that, where you know when his family went away. Or no, it was Endgame because it was after the blip. Yeah, whichever and one. So his that. family went away, and you know he kind of went, you know, out for vengeance, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, for, and well, this is this is the thing too, though, like. The thing to understand is that happened. He lost his family, and every nobody thought that there was a way to get any of these people back. Right. So he had absolutely no. In his mind, he had nothing to lose. Right. So him him taking on that moniker and just taking these folks out, like he did he he didn't have to worry he didn't have to worry about dying. Mm-hmm. So I didn't care. He didn't have to worry about anybody going after his family because he didn't have any. Yeah. But the thing is now, I think, like, so everybody's and back. Then, and then and, secondly, because of that, kind of built an even stronger relationship with with uh, uh, Natasha, with uh, Black Widow. Yeah. That, you know, well, well, you I think like right now come back in the series. I think the main thing right now with his like I think the main thing is like the reason why he really wants to get like the, the whole Ronan thing buried is because it was him and his family is back now. Mm-hmm. So he has a lot to lose. Yep. With people knowing that that was him. Yeah. So. And then he's got this sidekick, <laughs> which has just been kind of crazy. Yeah. Just and a hot mess of a teenage, uh, I guess, well, maybe not teenage. She might be, like, she's college age, obviously. But, um, uh, yeah, got this sidekick that wants to be a superhero that he's trying to get rid of. But at the same time, they kind of need each other. Yeah, and it was that, that whole dynamic is turning out to be a little bit more interesting than I thought it would be. It's very random. Like, it's not his daughter, like I assumed at first watching the previews and stuff. It's just a yeah, random, it's kind of a, just a random circumstance. The only kind of plot hole for me, which maybe they'll fill it at some point, and they really didn't go much into it, is like, like, and I know they talked about her taking classes and stuff like that, but like, her being like really skilled with a bow and arrow, and she can fight, and she can do all this and that, and it's like yeah. nobody in particular like really trained her or anything. She just took classes for all this stuff, so it's like, well, she's rich, so they could afford, you know. To have I some get, expensive hobbies. And I guess that's the thing is like they kind of showed like what her inspiration was. Like she saw Hawkeye. Which that was start. an incredible scene. Was that episode one where it took it back to was that um Age of Ultron. Yeah. It took was it one, that one or two. The, I don't quite I don't quite remember. I think that was Age of Ultron, I'm pretty sure it was. But um Yeah, it was it was cool that they kinda like redid 
they show this, this some of those scenes from like a different perspective and stuff like yeah, that. And that was really cool. It definitely showed like where she wanted to like where she got her inspiration from. So yeah, I guess I mean as a kid, you can tell her rich parents, hey, I want to learn how to do this and that. I guess I gotta you know I gotta think too like hey this is this is a TV show this is based on like comic books and stuff like that so it's not trying to take it too literally. Yeah, but it's very rare that that um you know the the new you know Kevin Feige and, and uh, Despia Soto or whatever the producers uh, that are behind all the Marvel stuff leave plot holes like that. So, they, but but it's not over yet. Yeah, so maybe there's more. Yeah, we still got, I think Which, there's six episodes, right? Yeah, and now the funny thing is, though, they kind of did the same, this is weird, but they kind of did the same thing with Hawkeye, if you think about it. He just kind of showed up and was like, hey, I'm Hawkeye, I can shoot arrows real good. Yeah, but he, I th- feel like they kind of, in Thor, it kind of came back, right? Like, you kind of yeah, get his story a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. But the thing is, like, we already knew about, we already, everybody already knew who Hawkeye was. Yeah. And what he could do. So it's like sometimes they don't always have to go into a character's backstory 100%. Yeah. Because they did the same thing. Like, if you think about it, this is the crazy thing. It's like they did it with a very big character. Like, they did it with Spider-Man. When they first introduced Spider-Man, it wasn't like, hey, I'm Spider-Man. I got bit by a spider. Look at how... Uncle Ben died and all this stuff. Like, they didn't even touch on that stuff. Which is good because it's so overdone. We've seen that, it. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen it. So it's You know like, Spider-Man. It's implied. <laughs> and I yeah. thought it was cool, too. Even in the second movie, they still didn't touch on it. He talked about it. He talked yeah. about getting bit by the spider, but they never showed it. They never rehashed it because it's like, we've all seen it. Yeah. You know how Spider-Man becomes Spider-Man? Why do we want to waste – why do we need to waste time right. seeing that again in a and different way? we got we – got, the the new movie coming out soon too. Yeah. So I guess I, yeah. So I guess it's just with Hawkeye. I guess they were just kind of like y'all know who Hawkeye is. They one thing was yeah. Really one thing that I think is interesting <laughs> is I feel like there's like with this series, I'm enjoying the action scenes. Like most Marvel scenes, I mean most pretty much all of them are pretty good in Marvel, but um. I think the thing that's really cool is kind of it hasn't really. I mean, I think in episode three, uh, it kind of hints a little bit at Kingpin, and I thought it was really cool. Or was that just me? And well, there's there's been some stuff like because I saw one thing that kind of jumped out to me was like, and I, I, I immediately. Asked Mindy about it when I saw it, but they were showing Echo. That's her name, right? The lady who's deaf. I think so. And they were they showed her, and she was a kid, and somebody like touched her head, and they had a suit on. Mm-hmm. But they never showed. It was very odd. Yeah. They never showed who it was, and I told. And it I, seemed I, like it was a large person that was there. Yeah, but that nothing, none of that made me think. No, none of that made me think of like who. That didn't trigger who. Basically, nothing that I saw made me think that it was anybody in particular. Oh, okay. Because there's just one. There wasn't enough information. Because the thing is, I didn't know anything about Echo. I didn't know who she was. But then when I looked up the character, I was like. 
okay, now it starts to make a little bit more sense. If you read about who she is in the comic book and who she's like, who she's tied to, yeah, a lot of it starts making sense. So then it's like, all right, maybe that's where this comes in, and maybe that's maybe there is a chance for a Daredevil tie-in and all this kind of stuff somehow, some way. Like you start to see it because I didn't know anything yeah. about I didn't know anything about Echo, and now that I know more about the character. I kind of see possibilities. But once again, you know, people get, get excited about stuff because of these little Easter eggs and stuff. And sometimes it just never happens. Yeah. But I did see, I was reading on one site that like, I know the guy, the guy that played Kingpin had been kind of, he hadn't said anything specifically, but people, people were kind of taking things like, once again, like they take every little thing and think that it's something, but like I guess he took a picture. Yeah, but that's the fun of it. <laughs> it, is, it is, it is speculation. I guess he took a picture of himself with like Disney World, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, he's at Disney World. Disney owns Marvel. He's coming back to the MCU." <laughs> you know, so it's like that kind of thing. Yeah. But it's like you want to see it because you keep hearing about all these rumors, and it's like with with Daredevil possibly showing up in all these different spots. It's like, oh, and he's gonna be in. Um, He'll he'll be in he'll be in no way home and all this stuff as a lawyer and all this crazy stuff. you know it's like there's just all these rumors but nobody really knows for sure so yeah I mean that's just where I kind of jumped to immediately just thinking of all the you know where they were and you know all the different like crime syndicate affiliate stuff and it just that's where I kind of jumped to and I was like oh this is cool it's cool that it's setting up this and then obviously um. You know, if that is what they're setting up, that's really cool because, like you just said, getting Daredevil back uh, in that into the Marvel universe will be cool because the Netflix stuff was really good. Yeah, and I just hope I was my whole thing was like some of the some of those characters were really were done really well. Yeah, and by the actors, like the actors just made some of those series. So like you want to see the guy that played, I can't remember his name, but you want to see him come back mm-hmm. as Kingpin. You want to see Daredevil come back. It was Charlie Cox, I think. Uh-huh. And I even think like the dude who played uh foggy or whatever, I thought did a pretty good job. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. But see, the thing is like, if they bring these people back. It's going to be a completely different story and not have anything to do with the next Netflix stuff. It'd be like a complete rehash. So, it, which is the weird thing is if which you watch we'll it, know on No Way Home how much they really want to rehash stuff though, or at least with you know it's kind of a I think that's that's its own thing though because you gotta remember Spider Man is like a Sony and Marvel or Sony uh, like true, Disney yeah. joint venture. Yeah. Whereas their idea of bringing anything back, if they were to bring, say, if they wanted to bring. Luke Cage back or Jessica Jones or any of those characters. Yeah. Anything that happened to those Netflix during those Netflix like Marvel series, they would act like it just didn't even happen. Yeah, that's like, true. If Daredevil popped up, they're gonna treat it like this is the first time that you're meeting Charlie Cox. So this is or or a Matt Murdock or whatever. Like yeah. this is gonna be the first time you're seeing these people. Even though course, you're gonna be like, No, 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 I saw <laughs> A bunch of yeah. different series. I saw several seasons of this. But no, no, you didn't. 
That's and then Punisher, you know, that's another one. Cause that that's, be yeah, because that was one of, the, one of the big things, like Kevin Feige said, like when they talked to him about the Netflix stuff, he's like, if we bring back any of these, any of these characters, the Netflix stuff never happened. Yeah. Like he flat out said, like, there's a possibility, always a possibility of stuff coming back, but you have to forget the past. It'll be new, maybe same actors, but new storylines, and it's all gonna tie into the current, the current MC. The overall, whatever phase they're in at that point, I guess the current yeah. thing, which yeah. is a, always a great job that they do, is to making sure that the phases all kind of tie together. Yeah, and, which the, the thing is, like with this phase, it's like it's, it's kind of weird, all over the place. It, it is, but you kind of also see a few things kind of happening, you know, that you're like, okay, this is a little consistent. Like, uh, you know, one thing I haven't touched on is you can kind of see this building up with the new Avengers. Yeah, and, which is which is po- which is possible, but at the same time, I'm wondering like, what are they going to do for the big, or even if they're going to do some big, like, what's going to be the I hate to say the end game. I don't. I don't actually mean like what's going to be that, but like yeah, what's going to be the big what's going to be the big of, of the the end of that phase? Yeah, because you know at some point they're going to get into the, the the bigger hits that they have lined up with X Men, Fantastic Four, and all that stuff. It's just bound to happen, but we're not. We're just not there yet. Yeah, but the thing Which, is, they've got a ton of movies lined up already. Yeah, so it's like. In a way, we kind of do know what phase is. We know it's like the multiverse phase, basically. But it took how many years from to get to the, you know, end game, really? Oh, it took a while. I mean, that's the thing. We've got, we've already got like it's almost a decade, seconds. right? Yeah, we, but we've got even now though. We've got several movies lined up mm-hmm. from now until maybe like two years from now. Yeah. So and. Obviously, if it's if it's like anything, anything like the past, they're gonna have something to do with each other, probably at some point. Yeah. As far fetched as some of them seem right now, like Eternals is kind of it kind of feels like it's over here, you know, and Shang Chi is definitely like over here, and then you got like yeah, Spider Man doing his thing. It's like it all feels very distant right now, but you know, and Loki opened up a whole. The only thing I guess Loki could kind of tie in is, is Spider-Man and uh, Scarlet Witch with the whole multiverse, but... Yeah, and that's the thing. Well, we already know how Spider-Man is going to go down, but then, like, the new Doctor Strange is going to be the multiverse of madness, so... Yeah. Who knows what that's going to be like, so... Who knows if that's... You know, that might be a multiple thing. Like... Yeah. That could be a series of movies. <laughs> But yes, it's, uh, it's weird to, to to think that a lot of these movies might might show cause and effect from a streaming series. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's just crazy to think. But it's yeah. cool. It's cool though. Yeah. Um. Segueing uh into some some more TV talk. Uh. Started picking up watching you on Netflix, which has been intriguing to say the least. Uh, um, 
basically, if you don't know what it's about, it's kind of a, basically about a stalker, but not really like a bad, bad stalker, but trying to, trying to hook up with this girl and he's doing all these different things to make everything go his way. And it's just, it's just interesting. And I think all the, uh, all the kind of monologue commentary to go with it, I think is pretty, pretty good and funny. But at the same time, you're like, Jesus, this is, this is, he's doing a lot of crazy shit that is just violation of privacy for sure. Yeah. But, uh, I thought that was an interesting series that I started. I'll, I'll say this. I haven't watched, and Mindy's watched all of it, I believe. I've caught the first couple of episodes and then like a couple of episodes here and there. And then I've watched like the last two episodes of the very last season. Yeah. It's, uh, it gets pretty crazy. Yeah. Like where we all are at right now is pretty much like the, just just the beginning. Just a tipping point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, another thing I saw this weekend, or I guess it's been almost a week now, is the Three Six Mafia, Bone Thugs and Harmony versus. And I thought all it was the, uh, all the, I, the, the nostalgia. All the yeah, all the uh, memories flooding back with songs and and um, I, I watched about seventy five percent of the entire thing. It was really long, uh, so I probably seen a couple hours of it. And uh, obviously, everybody's talking about the quote unquote fight, which was really not busy going throwing a cup or something, and some people rushing rushing them, and then it gets separated. Uh, but it was just enough to, you know, pique everybody's interest and it happened so early. It almost makes you, I don't think it was staged. It may have been staged, but it happened so early into, into it that that's what really, when I seen that, I was like, oh yeah, that is tonight. And I tuned right in, I tuned in immediately. <laughs> so it, it did its job of if it was staged. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it when I saw it. I'm like, I didn't even know, I, didn't, I guess I didn't even realize they were doing the verses. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? I see my my old homie Charlie P there. He was there. Oh, was with, he? Uh, with Young Buck. And there were so many guest appearances in this versus thing. I mean, which were mostly good. I mean, they brought out they brought out A-Ball MJG. They brought out Young Buck for some song. You know, the songs that they did with them. They uh yeah. they even brought out um yeah, stay Ter- Terrence Howard. He came out there and did uh oh he God. came out there and did the uh, hustle and flow song yeah. uh, whoop that trick. That's wild. It was pretty funny. Um, Little Flip was there. Lil Wayne, uh, Chameleon Air. It was like it was like all the early two thousands that we liked. <laughs> that Jesus was in the Christ. kind of southern the whole southern movement. During that time, Lil John was there, um, so it was pretty entertaining. I will say this, you know, growing up as a big Three Six Mafia fan and a Bone Thugs and Harmony, the the like quote unquote beef that they had back in the day seemed like it was, you know, super legit. Like they would kill each other at any time, and then they finally do this versus, and everybody's like cool, <laughs> except yeah. for like the little skirmish at the beginning. Same for Busy Bone, which he's always been a very. I feel like he's the dude that's caused all the problems. Oh well, that's the thing you you can tell. 
Yeah. Because he's the only one who, like, has some kind of issue. And got, yeah. his, feelings, got his feelings hurt. But, you know, some people yeah. are wired that way. Yeah, and I'm like, man, do you not realize Project Pet will eat you? Too <laughs> <laughs> so small. <laughs> Juicy and Jay out there. With the... Uh, I first didn't recognize him, man. I don't. I haven't seen him in a while, and he had like you know the yeah his hair the dreads. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen him with dreads. Well, maybe I don't know, but uh, it was kind of cool. But it was also like, man, these dudes are old. <laughs> I will give a little props to, to Lazy Bone. He seemed like he kept the whole, at least the Bone Thugs crew, kind of intact and kept the show going. Yeah. Otherwise, they would have been a complete train wreck. And and DJ Paul, I mean, he's 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 really good with the whole show stuff. So he you know kept everything going with them. It's kind of cool to see Crunchy Black though. I mean, he was out there doing his thing. <laughs> Crunchy Black on that ass. Yeah. And I don't know when's how long it's been with since uh, Juicy J and DJ Paul have actually. You know, did something together with the whole crew. It's got to been a while. Oh man, yeah. But overall, it was fun to watch, especially if you were a fan of either one of those. So, figured I would mention that. I was a little scared of what I was going to see, so I didn't watch it. But <laughs> as soon as I heard there was a fight, I was like, ah, I'll, I'll tune in. See, yeah, see, that's makes you wonder him. a little bit. Yeah, they knew people were gonna watch that shit. There was a, they're, they're probably like, there has to be, there has to be something. Something has to happen. Yeah, because I guarantee, you, as soon as that started hitting like the news and Twitter and Facebook and all that, like, I bet their numbers jumped up. Like, oh yeah, the, the ratings for that shit probably like quadrupled. Just because people already just want to see three six and fucking. Uh, See them finally Bone fight. Bone finally fight or something, and it was just yeah. like a bunch of dudes pushing. It's like an NBA fight. Yeah, your boy, Computer, I don't know if you remember him. He's the one that got into it the most. He's the one that kind of bum-rushed and, like, shoved the shit out of Busy Bone, and he went he went kind of kind of flying and kind of ran behind some people. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then they kind of all, like, security came in, kind of, kind of broke it up. But he was like the main dude that kind of got in there. Hey, at least they got back to the show, though. Yeah. You'd love to see it. I was going to watch it anyways, but I completely forgot like what day it was. And then when that started coming out, I was like, oh, shit, I want to watch this. But um, speaking of stuff to watch, too, uh, didn't you say that uh, Steph Curry is close to breaking a three-point record? Yeah, like very, very close. So let's see. The all-time three-point record? Yeah, because Ray Allen was, uh, let's see, 29.73. And Steph Curry is at 29.64. Dang, he could do, yeah, he could do that in one game. Yeah, which is That's crazy. Insane. Well, you want to know, so you want to know what's really crazy, though? What's that? All right, so Ray Allen. 2,973, right? Yeah. In 1,300 games. Okay? Yeah. Reggie yeah. Miller 
which he's, Steph Curry's already passed. Reggie Miller, 25-60 in 1,389 games. Uh-huh. Right? So you got Steph Curry at second with 29-64, 786 games. <laughs> so he's like half – Almost of what, yeah, games played and is gonna. I mean, that's the thing too. Like he's gonna play for another like at least five, six years. I mean, maybe even more than that. Maybe probably closer to ten. Yeah, so he's gonna blow that record out of the water. Yeah, I mean, if he, you gotta think if he plays thirteen hundred games like the other two, then. That three-point record is probably going to be double what it is right now. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, that's crazy. It's just yeah, it's nuts, man. But that's all he does, though. <laughs> but good for him. But I mean, he's been man, golly, last, last couple of years, man, he's been balling out, man. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like knocking him at all, but like he's a really good player. I mean, historically good player. Um. It's just sometimes you're just like you know he's gonna shoot a three, and sure enough, <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many attempts per game he has though versus the other two. I don't know, but that's the thing with Steph is like, I feel like he, well, him and Clay Thompson, but like they they changed the game basically how it was played. Oh yeah. Because that's what you see in college now. Oh, well, like, that's the thing. Like, now, because of, like, advanced uh, statistics and all that stuff, like, they've learned that taking the three-point shot and going for three, like, this, statistically, they like the chances better than the, than the two-shot. Yeah. And a lot of that was because, you know, the way the Warriors were winning, and they were, they were firing off threes at an alarming rate and making them. But also the big thing was like the distance. You didn't see people, you know, taking three shots, three point shots as far back as Steph was. Oh no! When he first started doing it, and then everybody's, you know, then everybody started to attempt it. You still don't have a lot of players who are really that good at it, except for you know, like you got like Damian Lillard and some guys, and obviously like Kevin Durant and stuff like that that can make those kind of shots. Yeah. Or James Harden, but you know, there's not a, not a ton of them out there. But just kind of the way that he played and the way the Warriors played changed a lot of how teams approach the game. For better yeah. or for worse, I mean, obviously less you know less less two balls. I mean, it's less less guys going to the basket and that kind of stuff. So it's a little it's a little less exciting and less physical now. Yeah, I mean, it still happens, but like. When the three-point shot wasn't dominant, there were much more mid-range shots and layups and dunks and all that kind of stuff. But now it's not as not as prominent. But I guess that makes it more exciting when you do finally see it. So yeah, see, I mean everything everything progresses. Same thing with same thing with the NFL. It's no different. Yeah. But it's just awesome. This it's one of those players too, man. It's like you, sometimes you just don't know how good a guy is while you're watching them, especially at the beginning of their career, even when they have yeah. success, you know, it's yeah. like you either think, Oh, it's going to end at some point, but like 
we actually are in a really good the era that we were able to watch sports at and the what we're in right now like yeah some of these guys like being able to like grow up watching I mean Jordan for the most part Kobe and then like like LeBron's career and then like I mean golly like guys like Brady oh yeah like that which you were just kind of like eh Nobody liked them, but then after time got on, you just had to tolerate them because the dude just kept winning. Well, yeah, and him winning last year just was like putting as the greatest of all time. Yeah, it's just no just, matter what just, you can say. Yeah, absolute justification. Or how much you liked him or disliked him, he's bona fide the greatest quarterback to ever play. Yeah, so I, and then and then now I'm not saying like Steph Curry is like the best player to ever play, but obviously he's going to be he's going to be considered one of them. Well, just to your point, like, you know, we've seen, just like we're saying, we see Tom Brady get to play, you know, we got to see, regardless of who, how you feel about Jordan versus LeBron, most people got to see both of them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like our, got, our age group, we got to see both. We got really lucky because we got, we got LeBron, Kobe, and Jordan. Yeah. So, like, arguably, like, the three, what people consider, like, three best players of all time. Yeah, we got them all same, in a row right? in the same lifetime. So yeah, and then like I said, there's still still history to be made. So, but I just thought that was cool with Steph. So I mean, that's gonna happen pretty. That's gonna happen soon. Yeah, but obviously the one thing that stands out is like you can you can tell how much the game has changed when he's breaking the record with with so many less games. Oh yeah, like that's sure. when you that's when you know like. There's been a big shift in that sport, so. But oh yeah, just wanted to bring it up because it's it's just I think it's cool. Yeah. So speaking of a big shift, how do you feel about Taysom Hill taking over at quarterback for the Saints? I don't feel anything about it at all. <laughs> I think Are you kind of done with the Saints this year? You're just kind of like oh yeah, there's, there's wait there's until no, I mean, next time. Yeah, I mean the thing is like they. It's not that I'm not giving up on my team, but I know what it is. Like, they're on TV, I'll watch the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they play a team I don't like, do I want them to win? Yeah. Like, I wanted them to beat Dallas. Didn't think it was going to happen. But I did want them to win, just because I don't like Dallas. But at the same time, it's like... I'm not, hey, saying, I'm not saying lose out and all this stuff because I don't want to. Well, you got to be like, thinking of draft at this point. Oh no, absolutely. I'm just like at this point, I'm thinking draft position because they don't they don't have a lot to play for right now because they don't have a quarterback and they've lost, they're not in a good position record wise. I feel yeah. bad for their defense because once again, their defense is playing really well and the offense isn't yeah isn't producing. So. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see who's the quarterback next year for that team. I mean, the thing is, like, we can't we can't do it with Taysom Hill. That's why I am actually glad that Taysom Hill is in a quarterback right now because that pretty much tells me proves, we're lose. proves yeah proves of uh, where he's Cause at because he's not a quarterback. Never neither is Trevor Simeon. I mean, and, Trevor Simeon is a backup quarterback. He's yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. Yeah, and Jameis, uh, I feel kind of bad for him because I guess we—I don't feel like we really got to see what he could do. Although well, he, he had a couple really good games, so yeah. 
And that's the but, thing too is is you know he was on a one year deal, so you know there's gonna be the good thing is that I feel like there's gonna be a lot of options, especially if you got you know you're already hearing stuff about Aaron Rodgers and hearing stuff about Russell Wilson and whoever else there might be free agents, and then you know of course there's the draft, but you know I don't. I don't really know much about the quarterbacks coming out in this class, but it just seems like it's not the best class. But I could be wrong, and that might be something we talk about with Seth, you know, down the road, since he watches a lot more college than than, than we do. Yeah, that's what but, I, that's, that's what I'm hearing too. So I don't I don't know. Like I don't. And this is the thing. I don't, some of these quarterbacks that I've been watching in uh, in college, I don't. I'm not sure how many of them are actually even coming out this year. Yeah. And that's what it seems like some of the better ones are juniors or whatever. They may want to come back and get their game just to be a little bit better and get a little bit higher draft stock. And, I mean, uh, the, the two that I feel like I think are coming out, I think is like, I think Matt Corral. Yeah. And Kenny, I mean, Kenny Pickett, I'm pretty sure, is, is definitely coming out. Other than that, I'm not sure. Like, I'm not sure – how many of the other guys are coming out? I mean, which I know Kenny Pickett's probably going to be one of the one of the ones that a lot of guys are going to be looking at. I've heard his name a ton as far as it comes to NFL prospects. Which you know, you know, you know better than anybody else. Drafting a quarterback is a very risky proposition. <laughs> yeah. So us getting a high draft choice and getting one of these quarterbacks is still guarantees. Absolutely nothing. Right. So, I, at that point, I almost would rather like catch one of these guys on their on their like second contract. Yeah, I mean, like a like a Jameis or a, a Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, I don't know. What, uh, no, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I don't know. Maybe outside of those guys. <laughs> I mean, Teddy was doing good here, but I, I mean, he's. He's a game manager, and I mean, we we won a lot. Of, we won some games straight with him. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, but I think our, our defense had a lot to do with that too. But he didn't screw it up. But you can only, I feel like, to a certain point, you can only get so far when you have a quarterback who is good at not screwing it up. Yeah. And that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. At some point, you need you need a guy who can make plays. Yeah, and he made some plays. He made some plays, but he—I mean, it's not—it's not consistent enough. Like, look at well, I think look, Sean, look at the Bron- look at the Broncos. Yeah, but I think with Sean Payton though, is I mean, goes a little bit, helps a little bit there. I would like—I would like to have a fresh start. Even would if you would you like even, Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers? Maybe, but the thing is, like, I guess it's hard to say how long we would even have either one of those guys. I mean, it would be a rental, basically. You'd have him for a year or two and maybe see what happens after that. I find it hard to believe that – I'd be shocked if Aaron Rodgers played somewhere else. I feel like he would just retire or do something else. It would be weird, but I just – I can see Russell Wilson going somewhere else, though. I think Russell Wilson – it would be fun to have Russell Wilson in New Orleans. He seems like a guy that would be really embraced there. Yeah. I don't know where he's at, though. 
in his career, like how his abilities and stuff? Because he hasn't looked that great this year, and I know he's had to have surgery on his hand or whatever, and that's gonna it's gonna change things for a little bit. Yeah, you're hoping it isn't like dramatic change like it was for Cam Newton. Yeah, because Cam used to be one of the best, you know, quarterbacks, throwers. I mean, and then that shoulder injury just completely wrecked his career. I mean, it's, I mean, at some point, I don't, I don't know if it's worth like using the draft picks for other stuff. More, de- more defensive players, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, things like that, until some of these other quarterbacks come up for, like, I don't, I don't even know, but like some of the good quarterbacks now that are on there on, on like, like the first contract. Yeah. Until free agency comes around for those guys. He went around for Justin Herbert. Or something like that. Yeah, I mean, Justin <laughs> yeah. Herbert or Josh Allen or any of those guys. Obviously, like some Josh of them, are, Allen ain't going he ain't nowhere. going nowhere. But you, but you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, a guy like that who might be available on the free agent market, unless their team signs him, of course. Yeah. But you know, kind of like build up, keep the team built up, and then add that final piece and yeah. be good and be good to go. Kind of like what Tampa Bay did, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, who knows what kind of timeline they're looking at. So, well, speaking of timelines, I kind of been getting some little, little, I guess uh, nuggets here and there about Derrick Henry. Yeah, I, I, I saw something today too that they thought that he might uh, might be possible that he's going to come back maybe on the the last two games, the earlier side of the uh, timeline. Yeah, so I've been kind of just. Sort of hearing that it's possible that he would be able to play the last two games in January, potentially. And uh, I would absolutely love that. If that's so, I mean, those two games would be uh, in my, oh, here against Miami, I think January 2nd or 3rd, and then the following week in Houston. So, you know, yeah. if there's a game, a couple of games like that that he could just kind of Get back into the the. If only, if only I can make it to our fantasy playoffs. <laughs> Probably not going to happen, but I don't know, man. Our our league point. is so tight at the moment. Like everybody's around that seven win kind of number there. Yeah. And with this extra, did we go extra game? I I, I no? don't I don't think our I think we're like same, same as last year. I think we're going oh, right okay. to the end. But uh. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot going on in our fantasy league. Yeah, uh, pretty, I'm pretty sure playoffs are week 17 and like the Super Bowls week 18. So it's like the very end. Yeah. So. Okay. So there's still but, games uh, to be played for sure. Yeah. So you know, Mike could see the return of the king. You know what's it. crazy? You know what's like crazy crazy? So he's been out for four, maybe five games, no, four games, and he's still second in the league in rushing. That's ridiculous. <laughs> he's either second or third. He yeah. might be third at this point, but he's missed like four games and still the top three. I mean, they rushing. would absolutely, they could absolutely use him. And the thing is, I mean, they get, I mean, 
I know what people wonder, like, man, you know, if he came back, if they have him come back too soon and, like, he get hurt again and this kind of stuff. But, like, I honestly don't think that they would allow him to play if they thought that there was a risk of him getting re-injured. I don't, I don't think they would risk him before the playoffs for sure. Yeah. And, too, I feel like Henry himself wouldn't, wouldn't put himself in a position to fail. Yeah. I feel like he's just one of a kind. Like he, he's a type of player that you're just like we're not, we're not going to understand until after his career is over of how dynamic he is and how, you know, that dude works so hard at his craft and he's not going to he's not he's not going to put himself in a in a bad spot. I don't think. Well, that's the thing. If, if but the thing is, if it would be incredible if like, this dude comes back, and actual like. And and you know he may not be a hundred percent of himself, who knows? But if he can come back with that kind of injury and actually contribute and help them in the playoffs and stuff like that, that's gonna be huge. What would be crazy? Yes, that that'd be huge. What would be absolutely bonkers if he came back? I mean, I don't think he's gonna catch Jonathan Taylor if he stays healthy and plays every game. But what, how crazy would it be if he did come back and like? Reclaim the title. Still claim the rushing title. <laughs> that would be so stupid. That'd be just crazy. But if he did, that would mean I would have a very, very high score. <laughs> yes. My fantasy game, so I'll yeah. allow it. I'll allow it. I'm cool with yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, another cool thing for the Titans. I mean, it feels like they're kind of getting sort of back healthy, uh, which at this point, like, it kind of have to so i'm hoping that you know if julio can contribute this game and help them win against the jaguars that'd be that'd be big time they better man <laughs> yeah they absolutely better i'm not and, even, i'm not even gonna talk about that <laughs> i mean one thing is i'm pretty i mean i feel confident about this coming game with the jaguars but it's still the NFL, and you can still get. I mean, the Texans—they lost the Texans, even though they were beat the beat all the hell playing the Texans. But mm-hmm. I feel like this this is going to be a get right game coming up. I hope so. Rabel's been very very good after a bye. I don't think he's lost a game after a bye. Well, this is the head coach. Yeah, this is the time they need it. Yeah, and then uh, they picked up off of waivers. Uh, Zach Cunningham, which one I was shocked that the Texans like just released him. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. And I was like, oh please God, the Titans pick him up because they're banged up at inside linebacker anyways. They just need and, people at this point. Yeah, and um, you know, Coach Rabel coached him, you know, for a good portion of his career. So I'm like, I know that they're gonna try to get him. I just don't know if he's gonna fall in the waivers. And sure enough, they got him. I'm like, wow. Because they had the 26th waiver wire pickup or something like that this week. So it's bonkers that uh, 25 other teams passed him up. Hmm. But I think he has a – the crazy thing is he had – they did a contract extension with him like a year ago. So he does – like this year's cap number's good, but it's like down the road his cap gets crazy. So maybe that was what it was. Because dude's healthy and everything, so I don't I don't know. It's weird. Well, it's, a, it's a Texan man. Who knows? 
You never know with them, man. They do they do some yeah. good shit. Yeah. It's historically, so. <laughs> well, um, man, I for, yeah, I almost forgot that Deshaun Watson. I was, when we were talking about the whole quarterback thing with the Saints, I mean. Well, that's what that's what they were hoping too is that you forgot about him. Yeah. The whole yeah. media feels like I feel like the whole media wanted you to forget about him because they have not said a word about I haven't heard a word about him in I feel like months. They'll yeah. mention his name every once in a while tied to like a Miami trade, but with his case and everything, it's like you're not for a while there it was like a flood of information. And then it's like somebody just shut the faucet off. Yeah. Which makes me feel like there's probably some type of agreement that has to do with the settlement and part of yep. it is no more nothing no more anything getting leaked out. Yeah, getting some uh some uh, what's it called oh, disclosures, disclosures. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's got to be something like that going on because why all of a sudden are we not hearing anything? So, but we'll find out about that eventually. Yeah. But the but the fact that the dude is just getting paid right now and not playing or anything is crazy. So, yeah. Must be nice. I wonder if he's been in the massage parlors on his time off. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he was told. That that would not be a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, and I, I don't know how many appointments he would, he people would keep either. <laughs> just given the the record, but you know. My name is Rashawn Dotson. I'm uh, here for my. <laughs> you look a lot like no. Nah, nah, nah. People nah, say that all the time. People say yeah. that all the time. I appreciate <laughs> it. That's not. I'm not him. It's not me. Where are you painting? By the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, um, I think that's it, y'all. That's, yeah, that's probably it. That's probably it. Well, as always, you can uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Big Ten Rich. Subscribe, like, listen, all the good stuff. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and Apple. And. We'll and probably all, all be stuff. back next week, so we'll see y'all then. Hopefully so. Yeah. See y'all. Peace out. Bye.